In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. The theologian Romano Guardini says that some of the questions which occupy the human mind may be set aside, but there are others which must be faced or we shall be left helplessly in the dark. Among these are the questions concerning the last things. In our epistle passage this morning, St. Peter asks us one of these essential questions, a question that all of us must confront head on. How will God find us when all things melt away and the fervent heat of God's presence? What will our lives amount to when all is dissolved before Christ, the returning King? This is a question that we cannot hand off to someone else. Each one of us must answer it for ourselves. Someone once said that, We are what we are before God and nothing else. We are what we are before God and nothing else. There are things which seem so important to our identity right now that will simply melt away in God's presence. Who we are to the world is not who we are to God. The prestige we may have acquired through a successful career will dissolve before God, and so will the money we've accumulated. The physical beauty that we may have tried so desperately to maintain will melt away in an instant. The intelligence that may have set us apart in this life will evaporate and our lengthy resumes and CVs will turn to dust. St. Peter says that all earthly works will be consumed by the refiner's fire. Again we ask, what will remain of us when everything the world says is important is stripped away in an instant? When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, he will ask us one question. His criteria for a good and holy life is simple. He will ask us, how well did you love? Some of us may imagine that Christ will present us with a highly detailed list of every wrong we've ever committed and all sins we forgot to confess. I don't think this will be the case. It seems very out of character with the Jesus we meet in the Gospels. But he will look each one of us in the eyes and ask, When I was hungry, did you feed me? 
When I was naked, did you clothe me? And when I was a stranger, did you welcome me? When I was sick and when I was in prison, did you visit me? Did you love your neighbor? Did you love me? What you did for your neighbor in need, you did also for me. When we love our neighbor in need, we show our love for Christ, who is love. This is a tall order, but it's how we will be judged. Truly loving your neighbor as yourself is nearly impossible and can only be done with divine help. Fyodor Dostoevsky once wrote that one can love one's neighbor in the abstract or even at a distance, but at close quarters it's almost impossible. In other words, it's easy to love our neighbors until we actually spend time with them. Only by growing in relationship with Christ will we be able to love our neighbors as ourselves. There is no other way. Until we see Christ and those in need, we will not love our neighbor as they should be loved. In the end, when all is said and done, we will be judged on how well we loved Jesus. When our earthly lives dissolve before the throne of Christ, all that will be left is our love of God and our love of neighbor. That's it. God doesn't care about anything else. St. Peter's description of Christ's return is sobering. His language is striking. He speaks of a great noise and fervent heat, and the earthly elements melting and dissolving with fire. It would be easy to dismiss his language as hyperbolic and overly dramatic, but that would be a mistake. St. Peter speaks of a creation in complete bondage to sin. He speaks of a world that does not need a small tweak here and a small adjustment there. It needs a complete transformation. It needs to go through the refiner's fire. It needs a savior, a righteous judge, to set things right. Judgment is not something we should fear, but something we should long after with our whole hearts. Judgment is good news. It's part of the gospel. The prophet Isaiah writes, My soul yearns for thee in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks thee. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. It's easier to desire God's judgment on the earth and much harder to long after our own judgment. It's hard to move from the statement that the world will be judged to I will be judged. 
I hate to admit that there is part of me that enjoys the idea of the nations parading before the judgment seat of Christ. But I have a more difficult time desiring my own judgment. But just as we long for the world's judgment, we should also long after our own, because our judge is also our savior. We have nothing to fear. Gregory of Nyssa once wrote that divine judgment does not primarily bring punishment on sinners. It operates only by separating good from evil within us and pulling the soul toward communion and blessedness. It is the tearing apart of what has grown together which brings pain to the one who is being pulled. In judgment, Christ lovingly separates the weeds from the wheat. He cannot promise that it won't be painful when he untangles the sin that has woven itself so deeply into our lives. But the pain of truth heals. We cannot take our sin and self-deception to the place where righteousness dwelleth. We must be purified by Christ's judgment. And through his judgment, we are made ready for God's eternal kingdom. The theologian Ben Myers reflects on what a comfort it is to know that one day someone else will come and lovingly separate the good from the bad in our lives. It is a joy to know that there is someone who understands all the complexities and ambiguities of our lives. It is a joy to know that this one, the only one who is a truly competent judge, is full of grace and truth. He comes to save, not to destroy, and he saves us by his judgment. This Advent season, let us prepare ourselves for the end by letting the end shape our present. Let us begin the process here and now of sorting through in our own lives what is temporal and what is timeless, what will dissolve before Christ's throne and what will remain. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be? Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.